Hey guys, what's up and welcome to Wrestling Matters. We're sorry we couldn't upload an episode last week due to some technical issues with our mic, but we've got it sorted and here we are, so let's go. Let's start off at the very beginning of Raw where we saw a fatal four-way match between Bronson Reed, Ivar, The Miz and Ricochet. Near the beginning, both men, Big Bronson Reed and Ivar, used their size and strength to their advantage, taking on the seemingly much smaller men, The Miz and Ricochet. It was especially exciting when these two men clashed together to form a big explosion near the edge of the ring. There were no countouts and they certainly took advantage of that as it seemed like most of the match was took place outside of the ring. But of course this isn't just any ordinary match. With Survivor Series War Games coming up in under two weeks. To be precise, that would be 13 days until we see the Miz fight Gunter at Survivor Series. But as the match and the Raw came to an end and the Miz was celebrating his win over Bronson Reed. Ivar came and attacked him from behind, clearly not happy that he had lost one of his first opportunities for singles gold, if not his first opportunity for a singles championship match, as he is as his partner Eric has just had surgery on his neck after an injury he got in the ring and he was just starting to make a name for himself at the WWE but that's just how things work and hopefully he'll get another chance but until then he'll just have to suck it up and deal with it. Later that night in a backstage interview with Gunter we saw that Gunter clearly was not afraid of the Miz as he was as they stated that he was a much smaller opponent and they would easily be able to take him. Gunter also mentioned how he respected the Miz, but that he just wouldn't be able to take it from him, as the Miz had a rightful opportunity to challenge Gunter, and but Gunter said that he had the right to his title and he was never gonna give those rights up and he believes that he will hold the title for i think most of his career he thinks but the miz is such a talented performer and anything could happen at survivor series so we'll just have to wait and see let's move on to later on in the night where we saw the New Day battle Damien Priest and Finn Balor the Judgment Day. It started off very good for the New Day and seemingly looked like they were about to grab an early win as Xavier um, Woods pinned Finn Balor. But of course, Damien Priest would not have it. And he came in with a big elbow to the back of Xavier. They had a brawl and 
Finn managed to get a cheap shot in, which the ref didn't see leaving Xavier down on the ground. Finn Balor tagged Damien Priestin, who chokeslammed Xavier right down onto the mat, and Finn Balor gave a coupe de grace down right onto the chest of Xavier Woods, ending the match once and for all. I think it's such a shame with the New Day, as they've lo- they lost Big E a while ago due to a neck injury. He can never wrestle again, and I think that is not the same without him. So, Hopefully, he'll make a return sometime soon. I don't think he will because the doctors have said that he's not allowed to play many sports at or especially not a sport like wrestling. So, I guess the New Day will just have to make a name for themselves without Biggie. But will the Judgment Day do- Day's dominance carry on when they fight Cody Rhodes and Jay Uso next week on Raw. Both teams are top class competitors so this will definitely be an incredible match. I'm pretty sure it's for the tag team championship but I'll have to do a bit more looking into that. So we'll give you the results next week and I think Cody Rhodes and Jason have a good chance at this win but so do Finn Balor and Damian Priest. So once again, there's no way of knowing, and we'll just have to wait until next week. Now this does bring us to, in my opinion, the most exciting part of Raw, where we saw a battle royale so that Rhea Ripley could find out who she would face at Survivor Series. It was an incredible match and I thought Nia Jax would take the win but it was Zoe Stark who managed to pull it off. Quite surprising for such a new competitor on Raw. One of the newest I think and it's she's very impressive so far she definitely has quite a good future at the wwe and i'm just waiting to see what what she can do next and if she will take the title off rhea ripley at survivor series i i don't really like rhea ripley but her title reign has been so incredible i don't really want her to lose at survivor series but when you're fighting such a talented competitor such as zoe stark you never know. So Rhea Ripley should be concerned about this match and definitely train extra hard in the coming weeks. But speaking of new competitors, let's go on and talk about the Raw's newest edition, the Creed Brothers. We saw them fight DIY on Raw and it really was an incredible match. DIY seemed to be much more high fly- of high flyers than I thought they were using their high flying skills to their advantage against the much bigger Creed brothers. But as they tried their first high flying move of the match, they both were caught by the Creed 
brothers throwing them back onto the mat or at least trying to as they managed to fight their way out of the grasp of the Creed brothers and climb back up and try a second time missing this time not to not being catched but altogether missing both landing sort of on the concrete but I think they managed to make their way back into their ring in quite an impressive recovery. But Johnny Gargano quickly attempted a suicide dive, but the reflexes of the Creed brothers were just too good, and Johnny Gargano quickly suffered a knock to the jaw mid-air. But a Brutus ball from the top rope to Johnny Gargano ended the match with some help from the Imperium. It was definitely a very interesting and surprising win as Johnny Gargano is a fairly advanced and experienced superstar and the Creed Brothers are the newest basically so i was definitely not expecting that win and clearly they are a force that should not be messed with this brings us to a possible draw with the women's battle royale we saw earlier in the night an incredible moment just after Sami Zayn was defeated by Seth Rollins when Sami Zayn was attacked by the judgment day Seth Rollins quickly coming to the aid but still a numbers game faced them and Jay Uso decided to come to the aid as he had his own problems with the judgment day but is it also Cody Rhodes came out and they were brawling in the ring when Adam Pierce came in and made a huge announcement that I'm going to play for you right here. way to announce a match possibly one of the most exciting announcements in raw history i'm just looking at cody Rhodes face and it was horrified and but he was definitely looking forward to giving judgment day a beating in under two weeks unfortunately that's it from raw but don't worry because we're just getting started so let's move on to the very beginning of friday night smackdown Speaking of moving on, we saw many people moving on from their tag teams. Starting off with Santos Escobar walking away and attacking Rey Mysterio. And then later turning his back on the entire LWO. He definitely has a lot of explaining to do. It seems like he is quite jealous of Rey Mysterio and how he won the United States Championship 
instead of him a while back after he was attacked but we'll never know so hopefully we'll get an interview out soon and i'll be sure to update you next episode and the other move the other superstar that moved on from her tag team was oscar who walked away from charlotte flair and bianca belair which were her tag team partners to the shock of the wwe universe later on in the night we also saw la knight shouting at the wwe universe how he was not done with the bloodline and the bloodline wasn't done with him only to be interrupted by of course grayson waller la knight attacked grayson waller throwing him headfirst into the commentator's table right after smacking him right on the forehead with a microphone but that wasn't all as la knight showed extreme disrespect to grayson waller as he poured one of the commentators water all over his back but of course grayson waller being grayson waller would not give up that easily and continued to try and attack la knight surprisingly slamming his head into the commentator's table to give him a feel of how it felt to be him then he gave him a brutal clothesline right on to the concrete but as grayson waller thought he had it he was countered by la knight who put him face first into the mat as grayson waller rolled over la knight knew what was coming next and la knight dropped a big elbow onto the chest of grayson waller but that wasn't all as la knight continued to give grayson waller a bft to grab the win following his victory against grayson waller la knight will now face jimmy uso next week on smackdown in a backstage interview just after jimmy uso had challenged la knight for a match next week and he just grabbed an impressive victory over grayson waller la knight showed that he was not scared and clearly looking forward to taking down jimmy uso's reputation and making sure that he will not wrestle ever again at least that's certainly what he implied it was quite hilarious throughout the whole night when kevin owens was commentating he is quite a funny man and he had had he has had his fair part of issues with grayson waller and grayson waller definitely wasn't loving his commentary skills making comments on grayson waller's skills and constantly nagging at him as we saw in his match against la knight which was brilliant to watch but grayson waller came back later that night with his tag team partner austin theory clearly making a statement by pouring water right 
over Kevin Owens's head, just as LA Knight had done earlier, and and Kevin Owens would not have any of it, especially after he th- threw the water bottle at one of his colleagues. So Kevin Owens, of course, stood up in a rage, stunning both men, and and will now definitely get suspended by Adam Pearce, as when you are on commentary, you cannot have Adam Pearce, but I think it was definitely worth it, as the WWE Universe seemed to love the excitement of a commentator wrestling and beating two men. Now let's get some more information on what happened between Santos Escobar and Rey Mysterio. If you go back and watch the match between Logan Paul and Rey Mysterio for the United States Championship, you'll see that one of Logan Paul's allies tried to give brass knuckles to Logan Paul. But Carlito came in and interrupted, grabbing the brass knuckles off him. And as he ran off to chase him, he left them on the ring apron. And as... As Logan Paul was set up for a 619, he managed to grab them and put them on his own knuckles and give, and give Rey Mysterio the shock of his life with brass to his head. But the interesting thing is that Carlito accused Santos Escobar of leaving them on the ring apron on purpose, which then led him to get angry and jealous, causing him to attack Rey Mysterio and turn his back on the entire of the LWO to the shock of the WWE Universe. Bobby Lashley and Santos Escobar had a match later on in the night where Santos Escobar did try and come out and help as the Street Profits had come out to try and help... uh, Bobby Lashley as well and Santos Escobar definitely tried to and did a good job of getting them off uh, Carlito's back but Bobby Lashley did seal a win and as Bobby Lashley continued to attack Santos Escobar after he just watched as Carlito got beaten up by Bobby Lashley. Let's also get some details on the betrayal of Oscar to Bianca Belair and Charlotte Flair. We saw all three women come out and confront uh, the damage control, all of them saying they were not happy with the win of damage control, a crown jewel, and which later led to the main event match of SmackDown. And what a main event it was, as it was a six-woman tag team match. As Bianca Blair jumped to tag Oscar, Oscar quickly moved her hand away and started laughing. As Bianca Blair looked up and started to confront Oscar, she sprayed her signature mist right into the eyes of of Belair. Then she climbed into the ring and and hugged it out with the damage control. Everyone was celebrating and rejoicing, but the WWE Universe was horrified and disgusted by the acts of Oscar. 
Later on in the match, as it became a 3v2, Shotzi came in to try and replace uh, Oscar, but the numbers game with damage control was just too high, as it's always been, as num damage control have so many people in it, it just seems impossible to get around them. But the question I'm asking is, will Shotzi join uh, um, Bianca Belair's team with Charlotte Flair? We'll have to wait and find out next SmackDown. And in an interview, we saw that Bailey was very happy about the way Damage Control turned out. And her hopes of Damage Control becoming the most dominant and powerful tag team in WWE history, she says, has now come true. With Oscar joining, they now have possibly nearly the most dominant tag women's tag team in history. But unfortunately, we have ran out of time. So all I can say is thanks for listening. And remember to click that follow button, leave a comment, rate our podcast, check out the poll, and all because... Wrestling Matters! See you next week.